Scott Paul Show, episode 72. Happy anniversary, Scott. Four years and going. What's going on, man? Um, yeah, if you've been following us for the last, I don't know, even the last two weeks, we went from episode 54 to 72. We renumbered. Look, we're a comic book-based show anyway, so we're allowed to renumber. It looked weird. So, anyway, we're up to 72 now, which is what we were actually at, if you even looked at us on iTunes. So, episode 72, we're back. So, Scott, birthday boy. Uh, Let's start with this one here. Lately, everybody's been talking about new consoles coming up around possibly 2019, 2020. So, since... It's your birthday. If you had the opportunity to get your birthday wish, new consoles, what do you want for your birthday in the new consoles? Five by seven cartridges. Going back to the <laughs> going back to con- okay. Nintendo or SNES sized. Um, so you in new consoles seventy dollars for 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 new uh, games again. Yeah. All right. That's right, just like what the digital future is going to be when you're paying $70 for 50-year-old games. Um, If I could pick one thing to start with, it would be that extra processing power would be utilized for new game experiences rather than streaming. No Twitch? I said extra. We've we've reached a baseline with what we have now, so the additional can be utilized for, I don't know, if you're in the fidelity and pixel counting, you can have, you know, better particle effects, uh, draw distances, rendering more objects on screen, all that stuff. But, I don't know, just being able to have better AI, uh, I like like the deformable terrain, or oh, I don't know. If you have these open world games, maybe you can open doors to some of the buildings. Even if they're empty, it still helps that immersion factor, and it's something I've wanted to do in like every game with the building since Nintendo. But that'd be my first thing: extra processing power being utilized for gameplay. So you want if there's sixteen. Gigs of RAM, you want at least 15 gigs of RAM used for the game and not. Oh, and I said processing power. Oh, processing. Now, for memory, I would want it to be utilized for gameplay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all all the guts and horsepower of a computer, primarily a streamlined operating system, um, gameplay oriented power, and streaming not. I mean, don't just hack it on, because streaming is a huge thing. I mean, I'm not really into watching Twitch or anything, but I get it. There's a huge customer base out there for for that type of stuff. But, I mean, how much does it take to stream video in the next gen? You want a full i7 processor in there so you can just... Well, basically what I'm saying is you need a PC, right? Yeah, you want a Titan X... In there with 16 gigs of DDR5. Yeah, whatever upgrades the power, give me the, put it to the games. Yeah. yeah. What else do you want in there? D-pads that 
or like Nintendo, old Nintendo, not Switch Nintendo. That'd be pretty, pretty good. I would say first party wired controllers as a parent <laughs> with breakaways again, like the Xbox, uh, the original. Because wireless controls, I don't know. They're a pain in the butt having to charge them all the time. You gotta get up and plug them in, anyways. Well, now I mean Nintendo. No, you do have NES online, so you do have that option now. You can buy the NES Classic controls. They only work with the NES online games, but you do have that option. So, what's your big uh, request? I just like being able to change the background. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you a customizable dashboard. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I want to go back to the original Xbox 360 background with the blades. Yeah. Yeah, the blades were simple. It was perfect. What we have now is so convoluted. PlayStation's is not bad. Nintendo's is pretty good. I love Nintendo's. The Microsoft is a travesty. Yeah, when you go back to the blades and now you look at it, it's it's a mess. Well, it's like you try to move left, right, up, or down to get to an icon or something, and you're just like all over the place. It's not intuitive at all. No. It's just it's a clustered mess it's just it's cluttered what about so controls you want to go back to wired controls no 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 i, don't, I want the option the option you want the option i want to be able to buy control. a 40 dollar wired control that's first party 40 ish or less or you know super cheap but mm. you know first party quality but with a wire you know and then with the way we've went through controls anyways, that would be awesome. And the big problem with controls here is not that we abuse them. It's just they're junk, in my opinion. The Xbox ones. They're awesome controls as far as performance, like playing the game. But I've had three get the joystick drift. Hmm. And I'm just, I'm done. I'm over it. I replaced too many Xboxes, Xbox 360s. And now, you know, this crap. So, I guess better quality would probably be number one. I got PS4 that sounds like a, a VTOL jet, and I've had PS3s with limited hours crap, 360s with very limited hours crap out. Well, Xbox One controls just crapping out. I think you run your PlayStations to death. Well, that's... Mostly been Xbox has been most of my streaming. Mm. I, I can tell you right now there was less than a hundred hours of gaming or video on my first PlayStation Three when a disc drive died, mm. and I'd only played two games on that system and watched a handful of movies. But yeah, I can see where my second PS Three would probably have. Probably should have died. So did I get a lemon with my first PS3, and then I get the true PS3 quality with my second one? 
Probably. Probably. Because yeah. that PS3 has put some hours in. So I know every time I log on, you're on something. Sometimes yeah. you're on two or three different devices, and it's like you're never logged off. Yeah, it's, uh, well, there's f- four people in the house that stream. Yeah, there's always something logged on. Well, there's three that stream, then there's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back with compatibility. I'm pretty sure Xbox is going to keep it. PlayStation 4, at this point, they almost have to make their PS4 games compatible. Going over to 5. PlayStation Now, their PlayStation 2 games, all of them are downloadable. At least that's available for the service. And they're adding more. I think they're going to start making their PlayStation 3 games get converted over. Like they're doing with PlayStation 2. It's going to take a while. Yeah, the idea of having access to all those libraries like that is pretty awesome. That's the great thing about digital. Uh, who knows what Nintendo's going to do. Um, they'll, they'll get back to CD the next gen or something, and everybody else yeah. will get digital. Or, or they will come back out with five, like 64-sized cartridges or something. What new technology? What what is the future of of physical storage? Just more and more crystals. I mean, you, Blu-rays, you seem crystals. Oh no, shit! You're right. Yeah, crystals can store tech, but there's genetic memory. I mean, how much data can you store in DNA? Maybe um, we'll have little. Maybe we'll have something look like looks like it's out of Doom, like little vats of memory storage attached to our consoles with a screaming soul. Lost to the ether. I thought SD <laughs> was supposed to go down in price, but I thought that was last year supposed to go down in price. But well, it's creeped down. Something happened, so it, it didn't go down as low as they thought it was. Maybe this. You can year. you can sniff some of those a little bit for a lot less than what they were. Um. Now it's just are we just talking about whether we want out of the consoles or out of the entire video gaming environment? It's your birthday, kid. I say I want day one patches that are smaller than the installation file. Oh, you don't want Fallout seventy seventy six? It's like seventy gigs or some insanity. So you want a complete game the day it's it's launched? Yeah, I'm not even asking for a complete game now. I've, I've given up. Just don't make it bigger than the install file on a disc. Ugh. That's just like with where I'm on Sudden Link, and we've talked about this countless times, but on Christmas Day, it's going to probably run me another another few dollars on my bill just to download the patches for some of these games. That's why you open it up before Christmas get it set, and then you wrap it up. So everything's ready to go. Yeah, space it out over two paychecks, or not two paychecks, but oh, two yeah, for you, cycles. Two paychecks, yes. Yeah, two paychecks would definitely work. I want to start just hauling my Xbox to the library. This is like, yeah. it's like the 90s all over again for internet and me. 
Well, uh, like I told you, I mean, if you wanted to get Xbox uh, or PlayStation Now or something like that, just you have to bring it to my house and download everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't have Game Pass. It's like... Yeah. I think, well, I'll pay a dollar since that's what they're advertising it for. They're giving it away every other week. Which I don't know what that says for the health of Game Pass. But the problem is, is like I'll see a game... And I'm like, okay, a dollar. Am I close to my limit? Is it going to cost me 15 extra dollars to download this? No, i got to wait till next month. So I don't subscribe to the little yeah. sale. And I'm like, and the way I play games, I mean, I've played a lot of games in relation to what I normally get a chance to in the past three months. But at the same time, I can't sit there and say, well, it's worth risking going over my bandwidth when I may not even play it after I download it. Or I only get to play it a little bit. Yeah. And if I don't like it, well then, I uninstall it and I've wasted, you know, mm-hmm. five to 50 gigs. Yeah. I have... I don't have Game Pass anymore, but I have EA Premier, PlayStation Now, Humble Bundle, Games of Gold... Uh, PlayStation Plus and uh, Gamefly. So I got stuff downloaded on almost every service. Never played it. Plan on it. Just don't do it. Yeah, we have for services, we just have like Amazon Prime and Netflix. And I did uh, check out Shutter. What's that? That is the uh, horror-themed streaming app. It's oh. all horror movies, suspense, thriller type oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like five dollars a month if you go on that plan. Three dollars a month if you subscribe for a whole year all at once, or twelve, four dollars a month maybe. But I mean, I looked at selection. The first time I ever noticed it, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, and I really wasn't too impressed. But like the lineup they have right now, it's it's pretty good. There's a lot of films I want to check out. So, want backward compatibility? How do we feel about the Xbox and PlayStation controllers as they are? I mean, do you? Think I mean, they, I really don't know where else you can go with them. You feel about? About the battery for the Xbox. The yeah. Xbox has a pretty good battery. But if Nintendo can get the time out of their syst- their controllers that they're getting, why can't the other two? I used the rechargeable battery packs for Xbox. So I don't have a problem with the battery. I, I like that. So. Yeah, their Xbox battery. The Xbox has a good battery life. Yeah. The PlayStation is a joke. Yeah, it's that touchpad sensor that kills their battery. I, I just can't imagine how much power a thing is drawing. If you get rid of the touchpad sensor, you'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean hell, the gamepad would run four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. The Wii U ran for like four hours. Three to four hours. Almost four. No, the... Uh, That's crazy. Nintendo's... Uh, Look it back. Nintendo's controller, their probe... That thing, my God. What is it, like 40 hours or something? Yeah, I don't know what type of black magic they're doing, but 
Well, the the Wii U Pro Controller got 80 hours. Did that have a um, a reader in there? No. What do you mean? NFC? NFC reader, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I don't think it had NFC. Hmm. I don't think that affects battery life, but... It's infinitesimal, I think. Yeah. Well, how, how many hours did the Wavebird get? But the mm-hmm. same. You know, I really don't. I don't remember. Well, I'm gonna look up how many hours you get out of a Switch Pro control. It's pretty damn impressive. Really, the Joy Cons aren't they rated for twenty? Switch Pro control gets around forty hours, I think. Yeah, the the Joy Cons are twenty. The um, the only thing I don't like about the Switch Pro Control is the A button seems a little loose. If it wasn't for that, I would like it better than the Xbox controller. So it's my number two favorite controller currently. I like my number one controller of all time is a SNES controller. Number two would probably be the current Xbox controller. Yeah, I'm going to grab those uh, 8-bit, though. It's a company that makes third-party controllers. They have uh, like the NES-shaped dual joystick-type controls that are pretty well-reviewed. But my favorite control is probably the current Pro Controller, then the Wii U Pro Controller, then the the, uh, X1 Control. But I'm splitting hairs. Well, I don't know why I do like the Dreamcast controller. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I heard that that was a big issue that a lot of people had. They didn't like it? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Well, I mean, I guess I said a lot of people, but to quantify that, people on like video game message boards and things like that. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's kind of fat, but it's kind of cheaply made to... No, I think about it, but I still liked it. Man, I love the Dreamcast. Yeah, I never had any problem with their control. I mean, it's a little different going back after playing with the more modern controls. But at the time, I thought it was pretty... I mean, I still think it's good. Yeah. But I don't have a problem going from one control scheme to the next. It's like people making a big deal about the Wii U Pro Control having the joysticks not, not being offset. That is meaningless to me personally. I mean, the, the DualShock is not offset. Yeah, or Offset's fine. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's a very, very minor thing. I think it. I think the negativity with that probably had a lot more to do with programming. You're used to your thumbs either being down or being offset well, rather than being up, and I that was kind of new. I don't like fighting games on PlayStation because of the, the way the thumb pads are. Yeah, that's true too. It doesn't feel comfortable. So I prefer it with the Xbox controller. But everything else, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, okay, I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else we need? It was nice knowing you, GameStop. 
Yeah, GameStop going away at Tumblr, huh? <laughs> so they uh Maybe. Scott told me they lost five hundred million dollars, is that it? Yeah, the revenue was down five hundred million. Was this after Black Friday? Or- I do not know if that was after Black Friday, GameStop. Um It's not a good sign. I mean, they're trying to do, like, they've branched out by adding, like, the action figures. You can pick up, like, board games and stuff there. But, I don't know, it's not looking good when your revenue drops that much. I really hope that they stay afloat. Just the idea of having a a video game store is pretty cool. I mean... But people buy digital, or they're at Walmart getting groceries. Hey, I'll walk over to the game section. But yeah, they got hammered. Um, That's a lot of money. GameStop plunges 11% after company slashes full-year profit outlook. Which, yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, I mean, they should get a little spike with... Slow start to the holiday season. So that, that, that must have been Black yeah. Friday. Well, they're going to get a little bit of a spike this Friday. GameStop suffers worst decline in eight months. There's a third quarter loss. Jeez, that wasn't even on the year. That was just the third quarter. Third quarter loss of $488.6 million. It's Black Friday, fourth quarter, right? Yes. Okay, so they should be fine. Black yeah, Friday. Black, well, right. it said slow start, so. I didn't, didn't even. They, the Black Friday, to me, for GameStop, they had some decent deals on your Xbox Ones. They were like $70 off. But then they had that Starlink, that little Star Fox like game. They were like, I don't know, 60 or 70% off. Other than that, I wasn't really too impressed with their sales. The last thing I got from GameStop was my Sonic Amiibo. That was it. I haven't bought an Amiibo in a long time. I can't even remember what the last one I bought was. I will buy more. It's just I haven't focused on anything in a little while I've got, my attention's been drawn elsewhere it's not that I don't like them well, I love the Ridley one well yeah I was getting ready to say Smash Brothers is coming out you'll probably get some more and they're re-releasing some of the more rare ones yeah. um, Rocksteady co-founder says they will not be at the game show awards game show coming up is it December 6th, I think? However, they are working on the new game right now. But, spoiler, it is not Superman. Well, Which, I don't even know what to say about that. It means it is Superman. That's the, if it's a wrestling show, that means yeah. that they're working on Superman. But this, Yeah, they're probably working on Superman. Yeah. That's, that, would be, that would be Chris Jericho. I'm not going to be there, which means he'll be there. So, but um, yeah, they're not going to be at the award show. 
Which means they are going to be at the award show. <laughs> they're, going, they're going to be at the award show. They're going to show something, and it's going to be Superman or Superman related. We have learned that from pro wrestling. Oh, shit. Keeping it kayfabe. So, Scott, Rocksteady, they blew the last Batman game. Well, they wouldn't have made the Batmobile a tank game for 80% of the time. It would have been a pretty good game. Maybe they were thinking that Assassin's Creed's boats was so popular that they should focus a lot on that. Yeah. So what do you want Rocksteady to be doing? Well, I'll take another Superman game. Or a Justice League game, but Jesus criminy, the history of those games is not good. What they... Would... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, what would be a good place for Rocksteady to go? Well, I mean, kind of get over the whole open world, maybe. I don't know. Maybe just design design actual levels, locations to go to. I, I don't know. I really don't. He needs to fight superpower beings. He needs to fight some of the bigger beings. I mean, they did do the Metallo giant thing and Superman Returns, which was pretty cool. But but, but they're not, not making Superman. But they're not. Well, they're going to. Oh, they're, they're kayfabing us? Yeah, they're kayfabing us. Oh, okay. That shit wasn't supposed to come out, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to see a good Superman game, but... Who would make a just, good Superman game? Insomniac? Did this Spider-Man, they can do Superman? Retro Studios. Do they make anything bad? I don't think I've ever played anything from Retro Studios that wasn't good. No. I mean, Metroid, 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 and Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Superman's just one of those things that's hard to make a game for. It's just like the whole writing trap you get into with the character. It's He's so overpowered. Cory Barlog had a pretty good idea for Superman, except for parts where he was... Dicking around with the idea, but and he came up with actually a pretty good idea. Uh, so what was that idea? You're leaving me in suspense. You can go listen to it. And what was the guy's name? Corey Barlog, the guy who did God of War. No. Yeah, I hated God of War, but the idea he came up with was pretty good. It was basically what we were talking about. Is like Superman's so powerful. What do you do with him? Rocksteady's next game to make fans lose their mind. Um, Maybe it won't be Superman. Yeah. He, I mean, seriously, a, a Rocksteady announcement of a Superman game would probably land with a thud. I don't know. We'd have to look at the social media chatter about the Superman rumor. 
I'm not going to go into all that right now, but down that rabbit hole on the Twitter. Let's see. Superman. Rocksteady screwed. I'm going to take a peek. It'll probably just be a lot of... And, um... While Scott's looking that up... Daredevil, over the week, was canceled by Netflix. And the thing about this was... It wasn't canceled by Marvel... Or, by that matter, Marvel being DC. Not DC, but uh, Disney. Uh, it was flat out Netflix. Um, Sam Erst, who is the co-executive producer, was having lunch, basically, in the uh, writer's room. And there were people from Marvel there. And that's when they all got the news at the same time. When they found out they were all shit-canned. So not even Disney knew that they were getting axed. This was a straight Netflix, we don't want you. Get out. And if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen it. Because I'm still in like season two. But... I heard that it's going to end on a cliffhanger because of it. Well, season three is out right now, so I haven't seen it. But apparently it was a really awesome season three. I know that I had read somewhere about um, the viewership had dropped like 50% through season two or something or season three through season two. So I think what was going on is Netflix, when they started, they were paying a lot of money for their, their own produced episodes of stuff they were doing. Now that they are paying billions of dollars for programming, they're going out there and they're buying stuff and all that. They don't really want to go out there and buy other people's property and pay for it. So they're just getting their own IPs. I think that's what's going on. Well, that's true. Um, Man, I don't know. I really enjoyed the show. I just, just because I don't binge watch stuff doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. Uh, I need to finish it. Oh, you're having plenty of time now. Yeah, if the series ends on a cliffhanger, that's pretty lame, though. Netflix cancels Daredevil as Marvel Purge continues. They canceled what? Iron Iron Fist. Fist, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. The other girl. Jessica Jones. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I really didn't expect any one of those three properties to go anywhere, so I'm not shocked. I don't know if they still have Punisher or not. No, he is not on chopping block yet. Which is another show that I like. You know, that one time a month I watch it. Yeah. 
It's my fault. Well, I mean, I watched Castlevania, but that's not Marvel. But um, it's um, like they were saying on Latino Review, Marvel doesn't have anywhere to show their adult-oriented shows right now. So, once the Fox deal goes through, they could probably put them on Hulu. But they're not going to put them on Disney+. Plus. No. But they I'm could. really interested to see what where a lot of these properties, what happens with them and Disney. I mean, they could, they could put them on... They could put them in the Marvel Universe, but as far as actually doing something with them as a full series, they can't do anything right now with them. There's nowhere to put them. I mean, what it... They're getting... Aliens and Predator... I mean, where does Disney go with those? Where do they go with what else is they? I mean, there's there's a lot of more risque type. Mm-hmm. Not, I guess risque is a bad word for it, but more mature audience type properties coming out of Fox. I think we may have mentioned this in recent episodes. Just curious to see where everything's going to land. Uh, my belief is they'll they'll have another studio name to sell the stuff under, to produce it under. Kind of like DC and Vertigo and what's Marvel's other imprint? Um, they used to have the Max line. Max, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of sucks. It's nice to have your this, your own little universe where you can just do stuff for the adult audience, which is nice. Well, yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, who would have thought you'd have a series like Daredevil? Yeah. And a series of quality on top of it. I mean, I like the CW stuff. Don't get me wrong. But it's super cheesy, super repetitive. Um, but I mainly just get a kick out of seeing some of these characters on screen. Yeah. It's like Green Arrow... It's what, six seasons in? <laughs> Probably more than that. It's just the same thing over and over again about the lies and the dishonesty. But, I mean, they do good things. Yeah, I stopped but watching Flash. The overall theme of three it. Three seasons. Just, yeah. Yeah. But the Marvel, the Punisher Daredevil uh, blows everything out of the water. I haven't watched the other three series yet. Really, I think after three seasons, you should probably just call it quits anyway. Beginning, middle, end. This. Possibly. Well, here we go. The main topic. 1983. We got 20 movies that came out in 1983 that we're actually going to take a look at. We're going to cut these things down to the top five films and put them in order. Oh. So, Scott... Heads or tails? Tails. 
Siri, flip a oh. Hey Siri, flip a coin. Heads. Heads. I'll go first. Well, the f- Scott, read the list, and I will cut. Well, I'm trying to read the list, but my phone is not cooperating. I'm trying to bring this file up. I had it up, and then I had to swipe it oh, I see. off. There we go. All right. Now we're back. We're down to 20. Down to 20. Down to 20. All right, in no particular order. It is every time we read this list. This is not in the order of domestic gross? Well, it sort of is. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. Because I trimmed out the movies that were just... That we, we couldn't have 50 movies on here. All right. Uh, number one, Return of the Jedi. Then Flashdance, Trading Places, War Games, Octopussy, Sudden Impact, Staying Alive, Mr. Mom, Risky Business, National Lampoon's Vacation, Superman 3, The Big Chill, Jaws 3D, Scarface, Twilight Zone the Movie, The Outsiders, Cujo, Christine, The Dead Zone, and A Christmas Story. These are the 20 films that we trimmed out of the top 100 box office films for 83. Uh, And the reason number 20 is A Christmas Story, I think it was like number 44 on Domestic Gross or something, but I was like, no, that that has to be talked about. It's number 44? It's something like that, yeah, it was down there. That movie was yeah it, it didn't make very much money at all it, that was a that film became popular because of television wow yeah I can see how why it wouldn't make that much money but, yeah like even the initial reviews weren't even good on it it was just later it got it got big later yeah thank God for home video yeah it's probably made more money than some of the like flash dance in the long run oh yeah TBS when they had those marathons. DVD sales, <clears throat> merchandise. Yeah, I think we bought it at least twice. Yeah, I have a DVD somewhere. Okay, first movie I am cutting, National Lampoon's Vacation. Jesus. Well, they kill a dog. Oh, yeah, you're right, they do. Yeah, they just drag it, they drag it down the highway. <laughs> they drag a dog to death. How terrible is that? Yeah. It's pretty damn terrible. All right. Everything else is good, though. So you know what I'm going to cut next. I'm cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next one to cut is going to be Jaws 3D. Alright. The movie just has one good scene, basically. It's when the guy is stuck inside Jaws' mouth and the camera's looking out. It's kind of creepy. And the 3D effect was just absolutely terrible at the end when Jaws blew up. Alright. Yeah, well, the next one is Cujo. Even though I named my dog Cujo. We're getting ready to kill the dog. Kill the dog. Alright. Next. Scott. I would say I would cut Sudden Impact. That's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. It's a dirty hair movie. Yeah. Oh, that's good though. I don't, well, I mean, it's 
A rape victim is extracting revenge on her aggressors in a small town outside San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to cut Superman 3. That movie's pretty bad. Yeah. doesn't even have Lex Luthor. It's got a fantastic sequence. Once again, Scott cuts a Richard Pryor film. Oh my gosh. And he's one of my favorites. And I'm like really starting to... I've really dogged on Richard Pryor. Every episode, you are the one who cuts the Richard Pryor film. And I'm also the one that remembers the most about it, usually. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Sorry, Richard Pryor. It wasn't really your fault. Oh. It was the fact that it didn't have Lex Luthor. Do you want to say that? The, I just... The whole... The, is the fact that they had a... A skiing get, resort on top of a... The skiing <laughs> resort on top of the skyscraper and... In the metropolis. They, they played a video game trying to shoot Superman down and then the supercomputer scene at the end. Just... Like that, like that last sequence, Superman should have just like walked in and just like snapped his fingers and the fight mm-hmm. was over. I mean, there was a lot of good, cool stuff in Superman 3. Mm-hmm. Like, Evil Superman was pretty damn amazing. Um, but... The practical effect with the acid or whatever it yeah. was is pretty cool, but I am getting rid of sudden impact. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ah, man, I should have kept that one. <laughs> well, there's only one movie on this list that I'm not familiar with, except I, I remember the name, but I'm, I just can't place the movie, and that's the big chill. Go ahead and get rid of it. I'm cutting it because I just don't remember it. I've heard the name. Who is in that? I don't remember, but it's not good. Yeah, I don't have time to to watch all of these. And I'm cutting Flashdance, which I really wanted to cut before the other one. but I like Flashdance. What would I put it above? I'd put it above Staying Alive. I'd put it above... Twilight Zone the movie. I wouldn't put it above Staying Alive. Mm. What's left? Uh, um, trading Places. Really? Yep. Burn it. Man. Hey, why is Risky Business still on there? Didn't we get rid of that? No. Hmm. Well, risky business is gone. Well, that's a good thing because that was my next one. <laughs> <laughs> now remember the, the the criteria is how much the movie entertained you, yeah. not whether it was better than some Sophie's Choice or whatever. Yeah. Um. I really liked risky business though. Uh. I'm going to cut Twilight Zone the movie. What? Yep. Really? Yep. The, over, the old people scene. Over, over Christine? The old people scene. And the little crazy kid that conjures the cartoons and stuff with all the superpower. Yeah. That, that, those two sequences really dragged that film down. You want to see something really scary? Plus, uh, yeah. <laughs> Plus... Uh, Oh my gosh, his name was on the tip of my tongue a second ago. He got killed. 
making the film and the two kids. That kind of sucks. Oh, the airplane scene. Or the helicopter yeah, the helicopter, scene? the Viet- yeah. the two little Vietnamese kids, and yeah. Vince Mara. Um, when they shouldn't even been working the hours, and there was like numerous violations. So yeah, um, fuck that movie. Okay, so we are now down to the top ten. Return of the Jedi, War Games, Octopussy, Staying Alive, Mr. Mom, Scarface, The Outsiders, Christine, The Dead Zone, A Christmas Story. Well, I'm getting rid of Scarface. Holy shit. It's, Did they kill a dog? No, but... It's it, a remake. It's a remake. Oh, for heaven's sake. Damn. It is a remake. Damn. It is a good remake, but it's a remake. Yeah, shit. More of a reboot than a remake, but it is a remake. Uh, Wow, that's a good fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good movie. That's but... like the one that I think you maybe should suspend that rule for for a week, but it's too late now. Um, I would cut... Well, I mean, I, I like it better than Staying Alive. But it's a remake. That's a remake. Gotta be honest, it's a remake. Staying alive is a, it's an it's an op, yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's brand Next, new. They they created that. I would cut, I would cut. Um, shit, Christine. Christine, sixteen. Uh, I'm, I'm what was that? The Plymouth Valkyrie. Was the car maybe something like that? Yeah. Anyways, bye bye, Christine. Um, are you? This year is not as thick with excellent films as the previous three. Ah, uh, jeez, man, I don't know. The Outsiders. Yeah. They made me watch school next. They made me watch that in school. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a good video game from what I was told. I never forgot to play it. There's a video game for the Outsiders. Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember who made it. What gym was that? The Outsiders. Game. Research that shit. What's Jerry Rogan say? Look that up to that one guy. Fucking remember what his name is. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, shit, it is getting a little tight now. Um, cut out the dead zone. I would say cut out dead zone. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mom is the other one that was looking at me an octopus yeah, I was kind of debating those three Mr. Mom's a comedy it's still in there so it's pretty impressive yeah well Mr. Mom's an awesome movie it's got Batman in it that's right domesticated Batman domestic Batman octopus he's got to go yeah Alright, we are down to our top five. Return of the Jedi, War Games, Staying Alive, Mr. Mom, and A Christmas Story. If you cut Christmas Story, 
like, I was driving to your house tonight to fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christmas Story is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. There's about two scenes I would cut out of that movie. So I think War Games should probably be number five. Maybe Staying Alive, number four. Mr. Mom, oh, jeez. Christmas Story, number two. Mom, number three. Yeah. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, and when I say Return of the Jedi, I'm, I'm going with theatrical cut, not special edition. Which I know there's a, you know, it, it took a step towards commercialization with the Ewoks and all that, but I fucking like the Ewoks. They were little savages that outnumbered the fucking Empire and used guerrilla tactics. They do eat humans. It works for me. Well, that's fine. As long as they don't I'm eat just, dogs. I'm just saying they eat humans. As long as they don't eat dogs, People I'm forget good. that. I mean, fucking Vader. Everybody loves Vader, and he stabbed children. So <laughs> he choked his pregnant wife. I mean, I don't get it. Oops. So, we're down to Return of the Jedi, one, A Christmas Story, Mr. Mom, Staying Alive, and War Games. Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? Yeah. So, Alright, so we're good. I would, yeah, I'd definitely say it's... Or is... Including remakes, that's probably, uh, that's a good list. If we're not including remakes. And we're not including remakes, so I guess it counts. Damn it. Scarface is freaking good. It is good. I would have put that up. I would have put that above Return of the Jedi. For, For, like, just quality film. But I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I've not been entertained more by Return of the Jedi and A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah, I'd rather watch Christmas Story than Scarface. Yeah. Scarface is something I'd watch once in a while. Christmas Story is something I'd watch like once a month. I mean, I put Scarface above Staying Alive, but Staying Alive was an original story. Scarface was not. It's true. All right. That's it. In and out 50 minutes. We did a good job. Okay, well, if you were not happy with that, you can email, well, yeah, email us at scottpileshultz at gmail.com, or you can tell Scott he was wrong at Scott V. Paul on Twitter, or Scott Paul Show on Twitter. Anything else? Oh, Scott, you played a new game today. Freedom, what the fuck was that game called? Freedom Planet. Free, it's Scott. It's Scott vs. Paul. Scott versus Paul. That's my Twitter. I thought it was Scott, um, Scott v. Paul. Not no, vs. What? It's Scott v. Yeah. Paul. No, it's Scott versus Paul. I'm looking at it. Oh, I thought it was Scott because I had Paul. to make sure for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Scott versus Paul. Scott vs. Paul. That's kind of just the the internal joke on that for me was if Paul likes it, I don't, and if I like it, Paul doesn't. For a lot of movies. I mean, out of the 80s, we typically like the same thing, but whenever we talk about anything new, I'm like, man, Paul, you gotta check us out. And he's like, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought that it was more that it's just your unprofessed love for Zack Snyder. Yeah. Ugh. Zack Snyder. Just don't even get me started. But yeah, your new game you were playing today. Freedom Planet. Uh, Paul said download this demo off the Switch eShop. And I downloaded it right before we recorded and played through the demo level. And this demo qualifies as our retro game of the week. Because 2014 was a long time ago. Uh, somehow this one slipped under our radar, but it's it plays like Sonic the Hedgehog like 90%. I mean, it is a straight clone ripoff, except for a few small details. One is when you hit an enemy, you don't automatically take damage unless they have spikes. You don't jump on their heads to do damage. You have to attack with melee attacks. And... There's kind of like, I guess, Rocket Knight Adventures would be the other bit, because it's not really, a, you have a little bit of a charge move. I'd have to play the demo again to see if I could damage enemies with it, but this is how you break blocks and stuff. And you can even, it makes you spin like Sonic when you press down and jump. Uh, but it's got like the twisty paths. And, I mean, just everything is a total blatant ripoff of Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's better than most of the Sonic the Hedgehog games that's came out in the last 15 years. So. But it's a 2D retro-themed game, and the graphics are absolutely jaw-dropping gorgeous and inspired. So, Freedom Planet. Oh, I, there's multiple characters you can select, but I didn't get a chance to do that. Yeah, it's, it was a... Um, the demo, you only get to play um, Time Mode. So, time Attack. Time Attack, yeah, so... Normally it's fifteen dollars and it's on sale in the eShop for nine seventy four, I would assume, until Thursday when they update their prices. Yeah. So go check that out. I think there's a demo on Steam as well. I don't know about Xbox or PlayStation. So Ah okay, no. Now that's it. So that's uh that's it. Happy four years, Scott. Happy birthday in That's it. Goodbye. Later.